You're listening to the Virtually Free Podcast, a place for all you digital nomads and freedom chasers out there get the real talk on what it's like to make a living online. Want to ditch the nine to five vacation on your terms? Discover the ins and outs of freelancing. Then you're in the right place. And now your host, Amy Damone. Welcome back to episode two of the Virtually Free Podcast. Today's guest is Caroline Breeley. Caroline is the founder of Mutual Attraction, a now double award-winning matchmaking service that launched in 2011 and based out of London, England. She's also the co-founder of the women's entrepreneur group, A League of Her Own. We talk about what it is you need to prepare for when starting your online business. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to today's episode of Virtually Free, everyone. Today, I have Caroline Breeley with me. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm really excited to chat with you. And just for a little insight um, for our audience, I think this is wonderful. And you, I don't think you know this, Caroline, but you, your website was actually the very first time I actually like took the jump and like got my face out there. So like the internet could see me. So I find this is very interesting that you're going to be our very first, very first guest on Virtually Free. So I think it's great. I absolutely love that. Well, I'm glad that, you know, I've done part of my job and I've encouraged (laughs) you as a female entrepreneur in some way. So that makes me feel awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So today's episode is all going to be about you know, starting business and like what you need to, you know, kind of have down before you like really jump in, which I think is going to be absolutely wonderful. And I'm super excited to talk about it. So like, let's dive in right away. So what's a business plan and why should you have one? Do you know what? Most people nowadays, they go, I don't need a business plan. You know, you hear about all these famous people who say, you know, I didn't need one or I wrote it on the back of a napkin, you know, three words. And that's great. But here's the reality. Most of us need a business plan because it kind of covers the the what and the who and how you're going to do things. So we all have ideas for a business, right? That's why they're tuning into your podcast as well, Amy. They're excited. They've got an idea for a business. But you need to kind of take stock and just really think it through before you dive in. And I know it's exciting and you just want to start and you want to start with the fun stuff. You want to start with creating your services or your products. But what you want to do is a business plan which outlines absolutely everything from start to finish about your business, because that's going to help you fully understand your business and what you're going to do. And you're going to go deep. So you're not just going to look at what you're going to do. You're going to look at how you're going to do it. And that might kind of raise some red flags and it might make you go back to the drawing board a couple of times, but it's so much better for that to happen now than when you've invested time, energy, money down the line. So a business plan is really your kind of document of mapping out your entire business from start to finish. And it sounds daunting and it sounds scary, but you can break it down. And honestly, you will go into your business so much more confident. I love that you mentioned this because I think that's one thing that people kind of have this misconception about, especially in like the online business world and because it's so new and it's because it's so alternative than like the normal brick and mortar business that they're like, oh, like that's not the traditional way of doing it. And, you know, some people may argue, okay, yeah, that's, that's true. But 
I look back and I applied for funding through Canada because Canada's great, has all these like great entrepreneurship things. And I basically did not get the funding because I didn't follow through on my business plan. Completely my fault, completely understand. But in retrospect, this was, you know, this is three years ago when I was freshly out of university and I was like, oh, I can take (laughs) off the world, you know, silly, naive 25 year old that I was. Um, But, excuse me. But yeah, I really look back and I'm like, man, I really should have did that. So I love that you mentioned that. And the importance is so much. So, you know, a business plan, it's, it's very daunting, as you said. So could you give any like tips and tricks to like what to look at um, in a business plan? Sure. Um, so the key thing is to really break it down and you can find loads of templates online. So you don't need to kind of think about everything from scratch. There is a ton of guidance. Um, But the first kind of thing you normally look at, you you look at things like your elevator pitch and your executive summary, which is summarizing your business. But I would say don't kind of worry about that right now. Like they're things for down the line. Actually, what you want to be looking at is normally you start with your background and your skills. So it's looking at yourself as an individual and going, okay, why could I run this business? Why could I create these products or services? Do I have the skills? Do I have the knowledge? And if I don't, who does? Who can I bring on board? Because sometimes we have business ideas where we've just recognized maybe a gap in the market, but we might not have the skills or knowledge that's actually needed to do that business. And that's okay as long as we're prepared to bring other people on board. And actually, sometimes we might never have done anything to do with the business we want to start, but we still have the skills or knowledge from other kind of things that we've done, other jobs or, you know, so it's really about looking at kind of where you are right now and what you're bringing to the table and what you need to get brought to the table. So that's the kind of starting place. And it's being really open and honest with yourself as well about your skills and maybe areas of weakness, shall we put it politely, um, and just being totally transparent with yourself. And then it's looking at your products and services, which is the juicy bit, right? The bit that everybody loves. So what are you actually going to be selling? So is it a product? Is it a service? What does it look like? So in one of my businesses, um, when I've not got my female entrepreneur cap on, I run a dating agency um, in London. And so I would be saying, okay, well, it's a service but what do my membership packages look like? And within these membership packages, how many dates are people getting? Are they getting any coaching with it? Are they getting any styling? Like what exactly are people getting for their money? So really break it down. It's not enough to say, you know, if you're a life coach, I'm going I'm to sell coaching packages. What does that coaching package look like? If you're going to sell a product, a candle, What kind of candle is it going to be? You know, you've got to go deep. Really think about what it is you're going to be selling because people don't part with their money for nothing. Then you want to look at your kind of target market. So who the heck is going to buy what you are offering? Um, So who is your ideal customer? Um, And you really want to break that down. Who is going to buy what you have to offer? Are there enough of them? Do they want it? Is your product or service solving a problem for them? You know, you really want to kind of get to know them. And that's where a kind of bit that comes in that, Amy, some people don't like doing, but they absolutely have to, which is speaking to their potential customers. And it's daunting, right? You know, you kind of want to put it off. You think, no, it's fine. I know what people want, but we don't unless we ask them. So this is where in your business plan, you really want to be kind of going, 
how am I going to find these people who want to buy my services or product? What am I going to ask them? How am I going to ask them? Am I going to do a questionnaire? Am I going to do a Zoom call with them? What's it going to look like? How are you going to get that info? Next, you want to do a competitor analysis. Everyone loves doing this bit, but they always then feel horribly depressed and you know, down for the next few days. Because with a competitor analysis, you're really looking at what's already out there, what's working well, what not so well, where can you kind of bring your uniqueness? And yeah, just one word of warning with that, like it is depressing when you look, you think, <laughs> somebody has already done my idea, there's no room for it. It doesn't mean there's not room for it. Um, and sometimes competition can be a really good, in fact, many times really good, healthy thing. So don't fall down a comparison trap when you're looking at your competitors. Just look at it objectively, you know, look at it in a strong female entrepreneur way and don't let it kind of bring you down if there are already people out there doing what you do. And then just to touch on the other things, marketing. So you want to be looking at how you're going to bring in your customers. Again, it's not enough to say, I'm going to do Facebook ads or I'm going to do um, Google AdWords. You want to be kind of breaking that down even more. What kind of adverts are you going to do? What kind of money do you have to invest in those adverts? Um, because again, that's really getting deep. So you fully understand what you're committing to with your business. And then you want to look at your operations. So day to day, what is it going to look like in your business? How do you, you know, if you've got a product, how are you going to ship it to people, for example? Um, so really think about day to day. And then finally, the numbers. You want to think about your finance. So do you need to get money? And if you do, as you rightly said, Amy, then you need a business plan because banks, any kind of grants, loans, they want to see your business plan. So you also want to be mapping out when you think you're going to be making a uh, profit, how much money you're going to be spending. So I know this all sounds scary, but literally you can break it down section by section. And by the end, you will look at your business plan and be like, oh my God, I know what I'm doing. I feel confident. I can't wait to go. I love that. Thank you for that wonderful overview. And we will have a transcript of this so you are able to access it all and take notes and build your own business plan from it. So thank you, Caroline. And <clears throat> excuse me. I love that you're like, you know, it's overwhelming. It's scary. It is. <laughs> also for the rebels out there, because that was who I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this. This is just, this is how the normal does. And like, I'm not normal. So I'm not going to do it. Believe me when I say <laughs> this, it does not matter if you are a rebel, if you are like, you follow everything to a T, you need this business plan. And you know, for the exactly what you said, you know, let's say you're not applying for a loan, you're not doing this, the confidence it's going to give you because you're going to know your business inside and out from the beginning, it's just going to skyrocket and it's going to put you, your confidence is going to be so awesome. And it's going to put you like, you're going to be on the right foot from the get go. And you're not going to be straggling, trying to figure it out two years down the road. Like I was. So Absolutely. <laughs> hey, we've all made that mistake. And then hindsight is such a wonderful thing, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> If only like, you know, my 28 year old self could yell at my 25 year old self, like over and over again, <laughs> believe me, I have a whole book of it. Um, no, just joking. So, you know, you dive into this business plan and, you know, in theory, we want it to be all peachy keen and jelly beans, but you know, some red flags have come up. So what kind of happens with that? Like, should you just like stop dead in your tracks and be like, nope, never mind, I'm not interested or this isn't a good idea. I'm going to go in B direction. I'd love to hear your thoughts. 
So yeah, this has happened to me a couple of times when I've been doing business plans. Sometimes it's just a case of you wake up one day and you're like, oh my God, I had the best idea. It came to you in the night. And then when you're looking at it the next day, you start really thinking about it and you're like, huh, maybe it's not such a good idea after all. I think that <laughs> happens to us all. But sometimes when you're really committed to an idea and you do a business plan and then you start thinking about it in this kind of depth and then you kind of think, hmm you know what, well, actually, this doesn't sound very profitable, or, you know, actually, I don't think that my target audience would actually pay for this kind of service, or whatever it might be that kind of starts to flag up. It doesn't necessarily mean you should ditch the idea in totally, but it does mean you need to really think about it and reflect on it. Don't just kind of go, I'll sort it out down, you know, down the line, because you are better to know these things now, um, as I say, before you kind of invest that time and money into your business. So you need to start thinking in a different way. You need to get creative to find the solution. Um, you need to mull it over. I think in this society, we're so fast paced and quick. Like we want a business and we want it now. You know, we wanted to start yesterday. So often we can overlook things just purely because we want to get going because we're excited and we're passionate about our idea. But just take a bit of time to take stock and really think about what the problem is and think about how you can solve it before you move forward. So it absolutely doesn't mean you need to completely ditch your idea, but it does mean you need to get creative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Just reliving my, you know, my beginning of my business right now through this interview. I'm just like, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I heard this three years ago. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally, you know what, it might mean you have to ditch the business. Maybe it's really not a business that, that will work or whatever, but actually that's quite rare, but you know, just, just go into it with an open mind. I would say the business plan, because you know, you want red flags to kind of come up because that's going to challenge you. And, you know, creating a business isn't easy. You know, everywhere says, you know, things like, hey, set up your business in, you know, 24 hours. Woo. You know, it's tough. It's hard to set up a business. So there are going to be challenges. So if you want to throw in the towel at the first kind of red flag, well, then maybe this isn't the business mm-hmm. for you anyway. Because if you haven't got that passion and that drive and that enthusiasm behind you, you are going to struggle because it's, it's tough work, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of tough work. Yeah. But you know, it's worth it. It really is. It uh, is totally. And for those, so because this podcast is geared towards like the new up and coming online entrepreneurs, um, you know, we kind of don't necessarily have that, you know, intuition kind of trained or that thought process or the ability to kind of see like, if it is a red flag or if it's not, I mean, there's some blatant things. Like if you're like, Oh, one person in the entire world is going to buy this, or you can tell that or whatever, you know, that's not a good idea. So kind of going back to what you talked about with like market research. So how do you do that in 2018? Like what is the best forms of market research, especially for online biz? So I really think nothing beats actually speaking one-on-one to people who fit your ideal client avatar. So for people who aren't familiar with that, that's people who basically fit the ideal person who would buy your product or service. So, you know, let's say you have an online course, for example, it's somebody who, you know, like, oh my God, they totally need this course. This course solves their problem. They're going to want this. They can afford it this is my ideal client right here. I just need this on like a scale of like a hundred million and I will be a multi-multi-millionaire living on Necker Island. 
So what you want to do first is find out who the heck is that person? Who is your ideal client avatar? What do they look like? And again, there's tons of templates online and things and inside the league where you can kind of really work on who this ideal customer is. And it's a great activity to do because it makes you think, who is this person? Where are they hanging out? What do they read? What do they listen to? You know, what inspires them? What social media platforms are they on? And by doing that, that really helps you to kind of understand what you need to be doing and where you need to be. Um, but it also then means that you can kind of target those people to speak to before you delve in and create your product or service. So what I was doing when I created the league with Charlie Lester is we found, because we target female entrepreneurs um, at the start of their journey, like with this podcast. And so we found women who met that criteria. And we found them through doing things like shout outs on social media. And often it would be people we would know would then share it and somebody would approach them. We posted in various groups and things on social media. And we basically got together a group of women who were fit our ideal client avatar totally and we asked them you know we said can we do a zoom call and you know we gave them complimentary membership when we launched as a thank you and that's important you know you want a nice little incentive but it was really about kind of saying to them is this something this our idea is this something you'd want would you pay for it how much would you pay how do you want it delivered you know do you want um interviews do you want live trainings do you want facebook lives are these things important to you and it was important that we got that information before we dived in because we had to create an online platform which costs money mm -hmm. and you know we were saying charlie and i like oh we know we need an area where clients can uh, members can communicate they can message each other and they can you know chat and find a jobs board and stuff like that okay when we spoke to people, no one mentioned that they want that. So we saved ourselves probably about £5,000 right from the get-go because we actually just stopped and kind of didn't make assumptions anymore of what people wanted. And we actually asked them. So we set up Zoom calls with people. We did questionnaires, confidential ones as well. So they didn't have to own up if, you know, they thought our idea was naff. Um, and you can also do things like where you can get together with a group of people on things like Zoom, like a conference call and ask people. But the key thing is really making sure that you, you do find people who fit your ideal customer. If you ask friends and family, forget it. I mean, the information that you're going to get is going to be so skewed. Yeah. <laughs> and the same if you, if you don't ask people who fit your ideal clients. So I mentioned that my other business is matchmaking. Um, when I started that business... And it's, it's a very expensive service. I was asking people who were married, when you were single, would you have done this? And they were like, no way, no way. You know, I wouldn't pay that kind of money. But the fact is, they were in a happy marriage now. They couldn't remember what it was like being single. And actually, they didn't know what it was like being a single woman in their late 30s. So they couldn't relate. So I got data that wasn't correct. So hopefully that does make sense. Um, but oh, I absolutely. The thing with research <laughs> is you've got to find people, you've got to ask them and you've got to be prepared that sometimes the feedback maybe isn't what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it's hard. I know it's scary to do market research, especially at the beginning, that confidence yeah. is, unless you did a business plan, it's really up there. But if you didn't, it's like shaky. <laughs> and, you know, 
we kind of live, especially, I mean, I, I'm very open. I, I have like high functioning anxiety. It, you know, sucks. But when I get negative feedback, it really bothers me. Well, bothers me is a very downplay of what happens, but you know, it affects me to an extent (laughs) that it doesn't for other people, but we're all human. We all don't want to hear something like, we don't want to hear that. Like our ideas are like, like not great or, Sorry, this Aries, I don't know if you're an astro- into astrology, but this, uh, this Aries energy has got me swearing like a sailor right now. <laughs> so I'm really trying not to. Um, so back on track. So, you know, as a human being, we don't want to hear that our business ideas that we're so over the moon about suck. So how do you suggest that, you know, these new business owners deal with, you know, not so great feedback? It's so difficult, right? It is really difficult because it's your baby. This Mm -hmm. business is like your total baby and, you know, you don't want to hear anything bad. But again, you know, it's good to hear two sides to every story, right? No business is perfect and certainly no startup business is perfect. So getting that feedback, even if some of it is negative, you've got to try and not take it personally, because it's not personal. It's about a business idea. And actually, it's better that people are honest than lie to you or just to make your life easy, just say, oh yeah, I'd buy it when they know they wouldn't, right? Because then you end up in a sticky situation. So you got to try and not be stubborn. Try not to take it to heart. Of course, it's going to get your back up a little bit. Come on, we're all human, right? But you've got to look at it objectively and just be like, okay, so you know these people have said this. Can I go back to them and ask them more about it? Which is great if you can. If you can't, you still want to think and take. You still want to take on board what they say, and just really think about: Is there any truth to it? You know, is there? Is is this the case? Maybe it's not. Right? You don't have to take. You don't have to listen to the feedback and take it on board if you don't want to. You'd be a bit crazy not to. But some things you might not agree with still, and that's also fine. But do take it on board, reflect on it and think, okay, is there some truth in this? And if there is, what can I do to maybe challenge it? So again, if people are coming back and saying it's too expensive, I wouldn't pay for this, you know, what would they pay? And is it that you're targeting the wrong people? Are you targeting people with not enough disposable income? Is your kind of online course, for example, as I'm using as an example now again, is it not targeted enough? You know, is the name not clear enough what it is, Mm. you know? So don't see it as a negative necessarily. Reflect on it, take it on board and think about what you can do with it. Yes. One of the best sayings I ever heard was there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. And it's just so relative, especially in online business, especially how quickly it's evolving and changing And, you know, just really throwing everyone that does, you know, for a loop, Facebook algorithms change all the time, Instagram, Pinterest, everything is always changing. So, you know, what works sometimes or what worked two or three years ago is not necessarily going to work to the same extent as it is now. So, you know, taking that, it's freaking scary, like so scary to get that (laughs) negative feedback, but honestly, it's going to be better for you. And, you know, your business is going to be so much better for it. Absolutely. And you have to be confident with your business idea as well, because you know what, you're going to have haters the whole way through your business journey. That's just part of of business life. You're also going to have a lot of support. You're going to have a lot of encouragement, a lot of great feedback. 
we tend to forget about that a bit more. So one of the things that I do now, because I, I do take feedback to heart, even though I'm telling you not to, <laughs> you know, I do. Um, I try my hardest not to, but I do now just have um, a Word document where even if somebody in an email says something really nice, like, oh, just to let you know, I found that really valuable or whatever, I just copy and paste it into a Word document where I have everything. And some days you just need that. Like you need, you need just to say, hold on, actually, let me look at all that good feedback. I am on the right track. I am doing good work. And you know what? Forget about the haters and, and just carry on focusing on doing what you do and doing what you do well. I love that. And I'm definitely going to do that because you know that one thing that goes wrong and it overshadows the 15 other things that you did right in that one hour. So oh, totally. I'm probably going to implement that as soon as possible. So thank you. <laughs> well, it was wonderful chatting with you, Caroline. And I was just wondering if you'd like to leave the audience with any words of wisdom. Yeah. So I would just say business is such a fun journey. You'll have some days where you cry. <laughs> You'll have some days where you're jumping for joy and everything in between. And I don't want to be super cheesy and say it's a roller coaster, but it, it is an interesting ride and you've got to roll with it. Don't give up at the first hurdle. Keep going, keep persevering. Running your own business is such an incredible experience. It's a huge learning curve. Surround yourself with other great women. Um, be inspired by others. Learn from others. Don't be afraid to ask for help and just try and have some fun with it. Like, because business shouldn't always be so serious. <laughs>